0: It has been a while, but we are finally back. Welcome to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast, joined by your host as always, Michael Ramirez, alongside Jacob the Ball Raven. We hope you all are staying safe out there. Obviously, some uh, unprecedented times once again around the world, not only affecting football, but um, obviously humanity as a whole. So, yes, it has been a while. Tottenham Hotspur are finally back in the Premier League. It has been... Far too long, uh, obviously, in our opinion. Um, last match, Bless. last match for Tottenham Hotspur, December fifth, um, which seems like an eternity ago. But yes, Tottenham are finally back, and um, they're back with a 2-2 draw against none other than uh, Liverpool FC. Obviously, not a very good uh, recent record. We ha- we have dropped points in the last eight matches against Liverpool. They were unbeaten in our in their last date against Tottenham. Um, but yeah, we're finally back, people. Jacob, it's been a while, man. I'm so glad to be back with you talking about this uh, godforsaken football club. But hey, we actually do have a lot of positives to, uh, to talk about today.
1: You know, um, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about this a lot, right? Two months ago, it didn't seem like a draw against Liverpool was realistic. That was kind of a hope, right? That we could get something like that. So the fact that we pulled out 2-2 draw, my young man daddy scored. Harry Kane got on the score sheet. I mean, I think he got tight. What, what I also found interesting, he he didn't bag anything against the Watfords, the Brentfords. But when it comes to the – West, you know, Liverpool, hey, he's going to score that. And he did. And I'm really happy for the guy. You could tell he was really happy. You could see the relief kind of coming off of his face as he's sliding – his slide was a little junky, but, hey, I was hyped, bro. And I know you were just probably a little bit more hyped than I was when Harry Kane got that. But, I mean, none other than Tongi Indom Thigcock with the fucking through ball from, from I, I want to say, the monastery. He just kind of – he just took it, man, just – oh, man, he was like a grandma out there cutting in between there. So, it was beautiful. Beautiful goal for Harry Kane. So, really happy. A lot of positives uh like i said sunny he got on the score sheet he you know got in the head of allison a little bit and i like to see Mm -hmm. it allison's a top-notch keeper uh i really think he and hugo lorise were the two guys that kind of kept both teams in the game to be honest
0: yeah a lot of really really good saves throughout the match and we'll we'll definitely get to that a little bit later but yes jacob like you mentioned harry kane did open the scoring in the 13th minute and hyung min hung hyung min son hyung min dad scored in the 74th minute to equalize um at that point in the match 2, two. Um Liverpool goal scores, Di- Diogo Jota with a, to be fair, beautiful header in the 35th minute to equalize after the cane opener and uh, Andy Robertson um, took the lead for Liverpool uh, early on in the second half in the 69th minute. Before, like I mentioned, Hyung Min Hung, hyun Min Son, Heung Min Dad equalized later in the 74th. And there was a lot of VAR drama. We'll get into that in a little bit as well. But first and foremost, um, like we said, 2-2 draw today with Liverpool at home at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, man, it's a, a lot of positives to take away. Let's get into this 11 first off. Spurs playing in a 3-5-2, excuse me, 5-3-2 um, formation, kind of into a, a 3-5-2 hybrid um for most of the match. But um but yeah, man, Hugo and net obviously as always in goal. A lot of this team was was obviously hit by um COVID positive COVID cases. I think it was up to at least nine at one point at one time of positive cases within the Tottenham camp. So some players were were not in the eleven due to fitness or or COVID issues still recovering. And then there was also some players um that we'll get into in a little bit as well, who were actually left out of the 18 entirely who Still need to recover from uh, positive cases of COVID-19 and also fitness issues, like we mentioned. But um, Emerson Royale starting at right back. Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, and Ben Davis to round out the back three, like usual, um, like we've seen so many times uh, under the Conte reign this season. Ryan Sessegnon gets his first start at left wing back for what seems like forever. I believe it was the first start for him since 2019, I believe, um, for Tottenham. Tongi andom Bele, Tongi Endom Thick Cock, Endom Long Shlong, Endom Thick Dick, whatever you want to call him, starts in midfield. He enters the frame due to uh, other players being out, like we mentioned, due to COVID and fitness issues. He plays alongside Harry Winks and Delhi Alley today, who also started um, pretty much for the same reasons. And Harry Kane and Hyun Hong rounded out the attack for Tottenham Hotspur. But uh, yeah, man, getting into this 11, first off, Jacob, what were your, some of your initial reactions when the team sheet came out for me? Obviously, you got to look at Hyun Min Hung and uh, H Daddy starting up top. But for me personally, you know, I love a little bit of Endom Thick Cock in my life. That was kind of the first thing that I saw. What about you?
1: You know, the first thing that stood out to me, I think, was just first the, the photo that they used was Delhi Alley. And so then that initially told me that Delhi would be starting. So I was like, okay, oh shit. And then I saw Winks, then I saw Ndambalay, and I was kind of like, wow, okay. I guess uh, this COVID thing's kind of forced a little bit of uh m- you know, makeshift and, but, but in all reality, man, I don't care what lineup goes out there. I fucking trust Antonio Conte to put the best foot forward, the best players out there. I think he's going to put us in the best positions. And today was just an example of that. We were able to get a point out of a club who is fighting for the premier league title. And it's a three headed race that's going on and. We're not a part of that, but hell, if we can we beat the guys who are up top right now, Man City, we beat them. Uh, we just drew with Liverpool. So, hey man, anything can happen. We did get smacked by Chelsea, but I mean we had Nuno. So for me, uh, this just says a lot um about Antonio Conte and just kind of the way everyone responded. Like I said, uh, you know, Hyungman he- Daddy out there. And Harry Kane is pretty much a given for me. If that's not the case, then I'm wondering what's going on and what's wrong. Um, But to see Ryan Sessegnon, I thought, okay, maybe Reguilón's sick. But no, he was on the bench. So for me, it was like maybe he saw something that that, uh, we never thought about. But guess what? Mohamed Salah did not get on the score sheet. And how many games in a row has he been scoring? So my point being – Ryan Sessegnon, you are that man. Like, he is that dude. And we've been high on this man. We were a little like, I don't know. Hopefully, he can pull it back whenever he got that, uh, was it, 39th minute second yellow card. Mm -hmm. But, uh, man, this game, I thought he really stepped it up. Um, Also surprised me, Harry Winks was doing really good. He turned the ball over in some really precarious areas. But um i mean i thought he was really aggressive and he played like he wanted to play for tottenham hotspur quite frankly and that's something we haven't seen from him in quite some time so that was welcome delhi alley was all over the place in a good way um we could argue all day should he have finished that shot should he have not there's a beautiful angle they showed uh from behind delhi alley that's on goal bro yeah it's going in allison got just a little tip of his dick on there and steered it away so i feel really bad for that De- and there was another chance uh i think in the second half that he had yeah. i think uh, it was an eric
0: dyer ping ball that he he settled on his chest and ended up losing control and tried and to pass it i Perry. think and that opportunity or i guess i don't necessarily want to say that turnover but that sequence of events um ended up leading to that robertson goal remember
1: yeah so it was very they- quick it was very quick um, I thought he took a little bit of it. I thought he went down kind of easy, if I'm being really honest. I try to yeah. look at it from a neutral standpoint. He went down pretty easy. A little bit easier than I thought Diogo Jota went down, which had uh, Jurgen Klopp all fired up post game. But I thought that was funny hearing him, you know, just complain about what we did. We got in there and we ruckus his head a little bit. Antonio Conte, I mean, it's the magic. Like, what else can we call it?
0: Yep. Yeah, and I it, it was interesting, man, because you – the team sheets came out for both Tottenham and Liverpool, like they do usually an hour before the match. And, you know, we, we, we see Tottenham's 11. We're like, okay, I I think I had the same kind of reaction as you that to me, I have a totally different reaction to these team sheets than when Nuno was our manager for obvious reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. We just have a a way better manager right now. We have a world-class manager at our hands who, like you mentioned, man, we, we put our trust in Antonio Conte because He's earned that right just by the the amount of silverware that he's won, the manner in which he's won that silverware, and the dominance that we've seen in recent history from his teams. I, I have that same reaction as you, man. Whoever is going out there on the team uh, on that team sheet and on the in that eleven initially, I, I know that they're going to fight for the badge, and if not, Conte's going to pull their asses right out of the match, like we've seen before. So it's not, there's not going to be any BS going on, especially with Conte at the helm. But that's um, a
1: a good point that you bring up. I want to touch on real quick, the difference. And I mean, even when we had Jose Mourinho, a guy that we're all saying, yes, is a serial winner, right? Even when we had him, we were still like, why is Sanchez starting over this guy? Why is Dyer in there? Why is there winks? Why is there this? We still questioned it. And it it wasn't even like something clicked for me. It was just like, man, this is Antonio Conte's lineup. If they're going to play like ass, we'll never see them again. And quite frankly, all the guys, I'm not even worried anymore when I see Eric Dyer on the team sheet. That's that's what Antonio Conte has been able to do with our defense, no less. Um, I'm not as worried when I see Sanchez. I'm a little bit like I'd rather see Tanganga or Roden, but that's another conversation. But, you know, I, when I see these guys, Ben Davies, most improved player. I mean, these are all things that, that Antonio Conte has just made me feel at ease about. So I just want to touch on the fact that, like, isn't that pretty special that we are now in a, in a place where we're just like, all right, this is fine. Winks. OK, that's cool. I wasn't even that concerned. It was more just what's Antonio Conte going to do? Yeah. And by golly, they did what he wanted him to do. I mean, it could have been six two easily, easily. Yeah. I thought a couple of times Youngman Daddy um, didn't look 100 percent confident in what he was trying to do uh you know there's 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 a few opportunities out there but overall man i'm still really happy because like i said two months ago you would ask me what i thought this result i mean i even on the live stream that we have uh with tottenham away on their youtube channel spurs atlantic the little show that we host i don't know if you tune in from there if you do thank you for the crossover but uh yeah they uh i I, we've talked about it on there anyway so
0: yeah no definitely and even this morning um, I had put in the, uh, in the group chat that I actually thought we were going to lose 2-0. Um, you know, Liverpool was also hit with, with uh, COVID issues and injuries. Um, They're missing Virgil van Dyke, Thiago, Fabinho, a whole bunch of guys who do usually start. Jordan Henderson as well. We're missing I believe our he was out center back too. He, he was out through illness. So both teams were, were hit with COVID and, and fitness issues. So I think there, there wasn't really that much of an advantage between the two. Both are missing mm-hmm. star players. You can make an argument for that. That both of these were were not severely, but partially weakened squads. But hey, Liverpool still had Sadio a trio of Sadio Mane, Diogo Jota, and Mohamed Salah up top. That's about as good as you can get in the Premier League these days. I mean, and they even brought no, no easy feet. No, no yeah. easy feat. Um,
1: they, they had their. They had some of their best guys. We had some of our best guys. They were missing some of their best guys. We were missing some of our best guys. It's just the way it goes. And unfortunately, the times that we're living in uh with COVID and everything but I I I don't buy the excuse and if they want to talk about I mean I was listening to the post game uh and Jurgen Klopp going on about what happened with Diego Jota at the end of the first half there uh why wasn't Harry Kane's this and that like I'm I'm sorry if I'm not mistaken Pochettino got suspended if I'm not mistaken for going at the refs right post game Mm -hmm. Kind of. yeah i think up. it was
0: uh i think it was after a newcastle match a few years ago
1: yeah and he got what like a four-game ban yeah and and i think because german jurgen, jurgen Klopp is just he's jurgen, and that's kind of i mean fucking jergens bro uh yeah like I, I i'm not i'm not buying all the like oh well we were this we were that i mean we haven't even heard from our friend garrett Melser shout out garrett Melser uh, he's a <laughs> liverpool fan we haven't even heard from the guy i think he's still pretty upset
0: yeah yeah, no, definitely. And, and back to the results, you know, as just focusing on the actual result, obviously getting a point at home against a team like Liverpool, you mentioned, man, it's a three headed race right now for that Premier League title. They're obviously right in the thick of it. Um, so look, you can look at it this way. We had plenty of opportunities should have won, like you mentioned, Jacob, arguably six 2 whole bunch of chances that we didn't take advantage of both in the first and second half. But you look back on it, and like you said, if you would have told me that we would have drawn 2-2 against Liverpool at home, I would have taken it. Right now, Liverpool's in second place with 41 points. They're only three points behind Man City right now, Um, and they both have the the same amount of games played. Obviously, we're game in hand FC right now, but you you look at the schedule, and we, we mentioned this on the live stream as well. I'm looking at these next five games. How many points are are, are we getting from these games? Yeah. And exactly. we we looked at this, we looked at this Liverpool match and I don't, I don't think there was a, there was a person besides uh, Ellie, the Viking shot Ellie say, from talking Ellie, away who, 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 who predicted any sort of result against, against a team like Liverpool. Everyone else was pretty much counting us out. I mean, and to be fair, us included, you know, we're, we're realistic people. Mm-hmm. We have to be non-biased on, on most of these occasions. When we, when we talk to you guys on um on record and on air you know we we have to keep it we have to keep it real with y'all you know what I mean like we're 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 Tottenham fans obviously and we we love the boys in in Lily White but you know I'm not gonna sit here and say we were gonna batter Liverpool 5-0 at home you know what I mean so like you mentioned man you look at this game a few weeks ago even last week even yesterday even this morning and you you ask hey Are we going to get a result against Liverpool? I would have told you, yeah, probably not. But you know what? I want to see a positive performance. Luckily, we did both. We got a result, a a, a solid point at home. Could have been more, yes. But will I take it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will indeed. So before we get into these uh, individual performances, I'll I'll let you go ahead. And uh, you want to do man of the match?
1: My man of the match. Okay, so... Tottenham puts out like a little four person voter, right? A little thing yep. on Twitter after the games. Um, and my vote was the least chosen one, but it, for me, he just stood out as someone who turned a pretty, pretty solid performance. Now, was he the deciding factor in this game? I don't think so, but for me, he's my man of the match. And that's going to be Ryan Sessegnon. I thought he was a difference maker, Uh, honestly, I was quite concerned because I I was thinking, okay, he's going to have Trent Alexander Arnold, arguably one of the best right backs in the league coming down at his throw. He's going to have Muhammad Salah, arguably the best striker in the league or strike, excuse me, forward in the league. Um, and I think he's leading in the, in the golden boot race. So he's, he's, he's lethal. He's a lethal guy. Um, pretty much if he's out there, they have a chance to score a goal. So, uh, I thought he did a really, really outstanding performance. Um, I think he's going to offer a little bit of competition for Sergio El-Legion because I mean, that was pretty good. I don't know a Conte thing. I mean, Conte's I, again, I trust Conte if he chooses who over who, but yep. I was pretty impressive. I, I didn't see much from Ryan says or uh, excuse me. I didn't see much out of Muhammad Salah and uh, Trent Alexander Arnold from, from the side that they played. And quite frankly, they, I didn't, Think that they looked that dangerous? Maybe they weren't that interested. Maybe they've been playing too much. But yeah, for me, Ryan you York my man of the match. What about you?
0: Yeah. So I, I I've been thinking about this man, and as soon as the match ended, I was kind of I was just kind of sitting back and trying to figure out um, really who my man of the match was because you look at the performances today, um, and we'll get more more in depth with them in a little bit, but. You, you look at the performances today and there were just so many positive things to look at when, when you, when you look at this 11, um, Hugo made an absolute world-class save against a very powerful Trent Alexander, um, Arnold volley, which mm-hmm. was, uh, I believe late in the first half, amazing save with his left, really his left knee, um, point blank save, point-blank reaction save if you will i thought he was outstanding you look at emerson he was getting into dangerous areas he put in some very dangerous crosses and uh, there was only a few times where sadio mane really really beat him to the to the end line or or beat him for an opportunity you know obviously it's it's just tough going against a guy like sadio mane but to be honest i thought emerson played well sanchez he got caught out in my opinion. The Diogo Jota goal was, in my opinion, his fault, along with partially Deli as well. They just didn't really get into a, a very good defensive position um, on that goal. But overall, I thought Sanchez played kind of well. Dyer, once again, man, I, I just think that he put in a very good shift today. Non-biased. You are you guys know how much we're what we think about Eric Dyer and how much we think of him. And you know, we but like we said, we got to keep it real. And today. I didn't see much wrong from him. You look at Ben Davis. Did he have a a, a howler of a clearance leading up to that Jota goal? Yeah, he it, it wasn't great, but overall, for the most part, once again, very very solid. You mentioned Salah didn't have very many chances. I think Arnold only Trent Alexander Arnold only had a, a a few. He was a bright performance and a bright spot for Liverpool. I will admit, but for the most part, you're as as when you're looking at the big picture, Ben Davis and both like you mentioned Ryan Sessignon they played great. And on Thickcock, he had the brilliant assist to Harry Kane, the absolute beautiful through ball with his third leg. Harry Winks, you mentioned, put in a very, very good shift today. I will very, very much agree with that. Did And like you mentioned, did he give the ball away in dangerous areas? Yeah. And that's exactly what I said at halftime. I said, hey, it's been overall a very positive performance from him, from what I've seen, but he's got to stop giving away the ball in those dangerous areas. Deli Alley, you guys know how much I love Deli Alley. And Non-biased, I thought he put in a very, very good performance today against Liverpool. Could he have scored? Should he have scored on that volley um, early on, in, or excuse me, late in the in the first half? Yes, most definitely. But hey, again, it was a world-class save from a world-class keeper. We saw the the mistakes that Allison made later on in the match. But overall, I thought Deli Alley played well. Harry Kane was a little bit disappointing overall on the day, but he still got on the score sheet. I thought he was very bright, got into dangerous areas. He just looked like himself. Hyun Min Hong, I think he had to grow into the match a lot in this game. But in the second half, he was, to be fair, he got into dangerous areas. He was there when he needed to be to pounce on an Allison mistake to finish and and equalize for us. But, you know, everyone had their positive bits today. And Mm -hmm. so when I'm thinking about the man of the match, it's just so hard to pick one. And I'm actually going to have to agree with you, my friend. I know we usually try to pick different man of the matches, different BDES, just to keep it kind of interesting. But for me, I'm looking at the fact that Mohammed Salah really didn't have very many really clear-cut chances throughout the match. And like we mentioned, Trent had a had very few. He did have some dangerous, dangerous chances. Like we mentioned, the the amazing Hugo save, the, the amazing reaction that he had. But overall, Davis and Cessignon did a very, very good job neutralizing them on that right-hand side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Cessignon, and then I will lead into my BDE of the match. I'm gonna go, Mister Harold Winks. I know I've been really, really rough on him in the past. I know you have too, Jacob. To be fair, it was it was very well, very much well earned criticism. But today, other than the dangerous areas that he lost possession in, I thought he was very well, very, very good in the midfield. Was winning balls. He was everywhere, and he created a lot of chances as well. He had a lot of good, good forward thinking passes, um, which we don't really see a whole lot of of out of Harry Winks. Excuse me. Um typically. So Sessing so is my man of the match. BDE, I'm gonna give it to Harry Winks. What about you?
1: Well, it looks like we're in agreement. Uh, as far as our man of the match. We're goes. just we're just in sync. We're in yeah, sync right I mean, now. We are, even though I listen to Backstreet Boys, we're in sync. I feel yes, it. sir. so for me, uh BDE's gotta go to Big Daddy Hugo Lloris. number one, that big long one he's got in between them thighs, saving that shot from Trent Alexander Arnold. That man. Yep is a machine he is so good that we just expect greatness from him um i was a little bit disappointed by one of the goals it just didn't seem like he moved but um overall man they were they were just kind of pinging that ball all over the place and playing it uh left and right so for me he had a he had a few outstanding saves that he just realistically just kept us in that game i mean without some of those saves that ends up being three one four one so uh, for me, uh, BDE, the biggest D out there today, Mr. Hugo Luris.
0: No, I def, I-, I can definitely agree with that, man. Like we mentioned, he made a lot of really world-class, a lot of world-class stops today. Um, Allison had a few good saves as well. We mentioned the Deli Alley chance that he tipped around the bar for a corner, but Hey, Hugo was right there with him. And I know we let into, he was kind of, he was kind of frozen on that Joe to goal. But again, I think I would put most of the blame right there on Sanchez, just not getting into that area and, yeah. and really not getting up against a much smaller, uh, smaller player. And there was a, another chance later on in, this, in early in the second half, I believe where Jota got over Dyer and Sanchez. He got in between them and still um, won the ball in the air. So it, there's little things obviously that we need to tweak little things that we need to work on. We're obviously not a perfect side by any means, but yeah, man, I thought overall just a very, very good performance, a very positive, positive performance. You know, it's it looks like it's just something to build on something. Something is definitely brewing right now with Tottenham and Conte. And you can definitely see the difference. It's, it's night and day between the Nuno rain and the Conte rain right now. And um, yeah, man, it's just so positive to see. Um, let's get into Harry Kane. Obviously scored the opener in the 13th minute. I mentioned to you, uh, during the match, dude, I thought of fucking tearing up when I saw that ball go in the back of the net, when he was running to the corner flag with Emerson crowd, going absolutely nuts in the South stand, um, right in front of him. Oh my God, man. What can you say? The, the guy's world-class and he can show it time and time again. Has he been out of form this season? Yes, most definitely. Obviously, it's only his second goal in the Premier League this season, the first being against Newcastle earlier on in the year. But, oh, man, what, what were your thoughts when the ball went into the back of the net? What were, what were the emotions going through you?
1: It felt like a breath I've been waiting to take or yeah. exhale. It just felt like a moment of what, like. Finally. Uh, like, oh, like, I will say, like dip when you first get in a hot tub or something when it's cold outside and you get in a hot tub and it's like oh ah, yeah that's nice you know mm-hmm. it, it just it was nice it was great um against Liverpool no less that's pretty that's exactly. pretty up there I mean like I've always said this man is a difference maker in games okay when he wants to he can take over a game and it just looked like the the, the planets of the line for him, right? Uh-huh. To make a Harry Kane type shot, right? That he, he'd he score that 10 out of 10 times. Uh, the, the, the other year, he, last year, when he won Golden Boot and um, Playmaker. So he hadn't been making those kinds of shots this season. We've seen him just kind of, quite frankly, fuck those up. And he had a couple of headers that I think on his day, he, he's bagging a hat trick. Mm -hmm. um from some of those opportunities i think that he had but uh it's just a good thing to see it's a good for the i guess you could say like pessimistic harry kane supporter like me um it's just very good to see because you know man this guy's like water once you turn that faucet on that thing will start flowing and you can't Mm -hmm. stop it you can't put a band-aid over to stop it that man's just gonna ooze goals and just leak them out all over the place and for me It's just a good sign to see him scoring uh, one of the goals that that he's known for scoring, that he can score, always scores that he hasn't been scoring lately. So for me, man, that that was a good moment. I just felt like we just went one up against Liverpool. I did not see that coming, (laughs) let alone Harry Kane being the one. I mean, just like I didn't expect uh, Davinson Sanchez get on the score sheet with with a fucking meat rocket. So for me, bro, I'm just I'm relieved, you know. Maybe it's like whenever you're at the pub, you're at the bar, you're drinking, right? And you're drinking, and once you go to the bathroom that first time, man, you, all of a sudden you start going to the bathroom a lot more throughout the rest mm-hmm.
0: of the night. Once and, you open the floodgates, it's hard to stop them. I'm saying
1: once you break that seal, phew, I'm hoping that's what's gonna happen with Harry Kane. So I, I'm really excited. What? What? I mean, I, I know how you're feeling. I know what you're going through your mind. You told me you were near near tears. So
0: goddamn uh, man, it's uh, it's just different for me, when Harry Kane scores for Tottenham. You know what I mean? Like, there there are players that everyone has in their lives that, I mean, for you, obviously, it's min Hun, Min Son, min Dad. But to see a player like Harry Kane, what he's done for the club, the, the records that he's been able to set, and um, just the consistency he's been able to show over the last, what, seven years or so now. Um, obviously, it's not... It's not like him to go this long without a goal in the Premier League. Um, Obviously, only like we mentioned, only two goals so far in the Premier League this season. But, man, yeah, I saw that ball go into the back of the net. First of all, I see that I see the uh, the beautiful pass from Sanchez to Endom Thickcock in in the dangerous area near the uh, what? I would say about 15, 20 yards outside of the box. Takes a touch, turns around, immediately sees Kane making a run puts his third leg through it. Beautiful, beautiful through ball, uh, perfect weight, perfect speed, mm. perfect, everything on that ball. And um, you know, when Kane was lining up to shoot it, I think, I think at that time, just in the back of my head, I was like, Oh God, please, 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 please go in, please go in, please go in, please go in. And then when I saw the ball roll in, it was, it was just relief. Like you mentioned, yeah. man, it was just relief because, you know, obviously we've talked about it time and time again, the lack of goals in the Premier League this season, you know, he's getting made fun of by rivals for it. Obviously, it's Harry Kane, he's gonna be made fun of no matter what he does. But it just for me, man, it just means more because it's Harry Kane. I love Harry Kane. I love everything that he's done for the club. Obviously, it's been a little bit of weird times over the past five months or so. But yeah, man, just relief. Just relief, let's uh, I let's move on.
1: Ha- I want to ask you something real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you have felt if Delhi Alley had also scored? I oh, mean, dude, that would have been and it would have
0: been, it would have, it would have, uh, it would have made us go go up two nil, man. It was, uh, it was a two goal swing right there. Instead of, I mean, shortly after we mentioned, um, the Diego Jota goal, um, ended up there, that chance ended up going in and Liverpool equalized, but right before that, oh man, it, it would have been so nice to go up two nil. Um, especially at home with the home crowd backing us uh, throughout the entire match. By the way, I thought I thought the home the home crowd was brilliant today. Fair fair play and fair shout to uh to the Tottenham fans who made the trip out to White Hart Lane to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I thought they were fantastic. But yeah, man, if that would have gone in two 0 up against Liverpool, the home crowd going absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, I desperately wanted that chance to go in, man. But uh, let, let's let's keep it with the attackers right now. And, and move on to Hyunmin Son, we mentioned that it took him a, a, a really long time to grow into this match. He had so many, so many good chances in that first half, especially I, you know the, the first one that comes to mind was really the, the Harry Kane breakaway counterattack chance where he pretty much opened up the play for Hyunmin Dad to, to finish a, a, a beautiful cross, which was a, pretty much what? Like a 2v1 situation with one defender back. Allison pretty much being the only other um, the only other person to really stop that chance. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane crosses it into Hyunmin Min Son, and he just can't get um, the right touch on it to put it accurately onto the net, onto goal, and it ended up going out for a for a goal kick. But you look at that chance. You look at the Delhi Alley chance. It was just so many opportunities that I think we could have taken advantage of and really run away with this match. You know, you we've mentioned before that Conte T- Conte like teams. They love to put games away. They, you want to score obviously as many goals to give yourself that cushion, especially against teams like Liverpool. And I mean, we saw it today, like we just mentioned, it was a two goal swing. Instead of being two 0 up, it was it ended up being one one, and then later on Andy Robertson um, scored the go ahead goal to make it two one. I think if if Ali puts that away, it's a totally different complexion. Same with Hyunmin Son. If he would have put some of those chances away, it was it would have been a totally totally different match. Um, but obviously Hyunmin Son, like we mentioned later on in the second half, did end up getting on the score sheet after taking advantage of an absolute blunder from Allison Becker um in net. But uh yeah, man, what did you think about Hyunmin Sun's performance?
1: You had texted me saying that you were pretty disappointed uh with, with his performance thus far. And I replied, my eyes just won't let me see it. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to see the bad of young men's son, I will not see it. So for me, he's on the score sheet. He's our leading scorer. He stayed in the game. You got to stay with it. Sometimes is you got to stay with it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to keep chipping away and chipping and chipping. And eventually it's going to, the ball's going to land where you want it to. And you're going to, like we saw Allison just kind of fucked around with it. And Youngman Sun just staying active and staying proactive in, uh, the attack and in, in the game. And it's just what you'd expect from a guy of his caliber. I'll put it that way to get on the score sheet, uh, to take advantage of a, of a opportunity that, you know, kind of came out of nowhere and out of nothing, it was just, you know, bad play on their end. And, And that's what good teams do. You capitalize on mistakes from your opponents. Um, and And that's a promising sign for me to see um yeah, could he have put some some of them away yeah i I felt there was a for sure one in the first half that a l- little bit um if if Youngman's son's playing on his best day, he's putting that away. I yep. thought it was the same thing like him and Harry Kane were kind of playing on the same level today. They were just kind of like, Dun, da, na, 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 but then not with the na, na na you know what I mean if that makes sense, they were coming with the hun but not with the no. so for me it just there's something missing, but Hung Min Daddy's always gonna, especially if he gets on the score sheet, um, he he can never do wrong in my
0: eyes. Yeah man. Um, like you mentioned I was I was super disappointed until he put the ball into the back of the net because um, like we mentioned, I just felt like there were so many chances that on his day Kyon Min Hong is putting that away. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but yeah man I was just I was happy to see. First of all, I was happy to see Son, you know, not get too discouraged with the the lack of a finishing pro- and an end product that he was giving us. Um, but he stuck with it, like you mentioned, and a player like him being in the right place at the right time, getting into those dangerous areas, you're going to get rewarded. Um, I would say eight times out of 10, if you're a world-class player, like he is. Um, but for me, when I'm looking at this, just looking at the box score, looking at the, at the goal scored and looking at the result, it's just so nice to be able to say Harry Kane and Hyun min got on the score sheet for Tottenham Hotspur today. You know what I mean? All uh, right. It's, it's, we haven't been able to say that too many times this season, if at all, I believe um, really only in the conference league, I think. Um, but I thought, you know, it was obviously a constant theme last year, the Kane and Son show, the Kane and Son show, what are they going to do next? best Premier League duo of all time, arguably. They're in the record books, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This season, oh, I've desperately wanted to say that, man. Harry Kane and Hyunmin Dad getting on the score sheet together, putting in a very good shift together and getting a result against a very, very good side like Liverpool. That is what I love to say on the record, on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can say that, in my eyes, it's a it's a good day and it's a positive day for me and and it was it was overall speaking of positive performances let's go over who who was my BDE of the match um harry winks so harry winks did start today like we mentioned it was due to covid fitness issues with other players pierre emile Hoybier was not in the 18 i believe he's still recovering um, from covid 19 but we're not going to put any speculation on that out of respect to the player um, and then Oliver Skip was on the bench. He was still coming back from, again, COVID slash fitness issues as well. So it gave Harry Winks and Deli Alley an opportunity to show what they could do today. And to be fair, they did very, very well, in my opinion. But yeah, man, let's get into Harry Winks. What were uh, What were your initial reactions? I know we kind of mentioned it earlier on in the podcast. He did give the ball away in some dangerous areas. But as far as the positives go, what was he doing for you that you really, really loved and was – was really getting a reaction out of you as far as his performance goes today.
1: I just thought his desire to be forward-thinking was something I haven't seen from the guy in a little while. He looked hungry, huh? He looked like he had something to prove. And to me, that's that's what I've been wanting from the guy. I mean, everyone's going to make mistakes, and I'm sympathetic to that. I'm a man. I make a lot of mistakes. Michael, I'm sure you make your own mistakes. No, like For sure. We all make mistakes. I mean that's going to happen. And I think in any game, you're going to make mistakes. Even the perfect specimen of a human, young man daddy, he's going to make mistakes. So for me, I always felt like the mistakes were coming with Harry wings. Like when he's out there, the mistakes are going to come. Um, and we saw that, but I mean, how, how does someone counteract that? Right. You got to counteract that with just constantly being on the front foot trying to push forward, be forward-thinking. And for me, he had some amazing passes that gave us attacking opportunities to threaten Liverpool. I mean, if you're not threatening Liverpool, we kind of saw what happened. There was about 20 minutes there where they were just playing all over the field, all over us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and you can see how they just take control of a game and start making you play their game. And I thought the difference that Harry Winks made for the game was – stopping it at times and then also creating a beautiful countering opportunity. I thought he did that great. Um, and he had a lot of hustle. Uh, he, he was running with purpose and yeah. he's not the biggest lad, but if you throw your body around out there, you can put some weight on, on folks. So for me, uh, that that's what stood out the most. I would say, I don't know if I loved any of it. I would say, this is what he should be doing. If Uh he wants to play for Tottenham Hotspur, right? Or else you can go to the championship and play that shit ball you were playing before. But he's playing motivated. I mean, the same thing with Ben Davies. He's playing motivated. These guys Uh that we were just always what on the fringe with, or that we were ready to cut ties with, now all of a sudden with a world class manager, they play like they got a dick. So for me. I love it. Like I've always said, and I've said this on the live stream. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the pod. I'm not sure. Uh, It's, I will never want bad for a Tottenham Hotspur player. We may rag on them. We may talk our shit and make our jokes. Right. But at the end of the day, they play for my club. I want them to succeed. Their success is my club's success. Yep. Their failure is my club's failure. So we're justified in the shit that we talk. But we do also give credit where credit's due. And quite frankly, Harry Winks was a difference maker. Um, I, I The only reason I didn't pick him for my BDE is I, I felt there was a couple opportunities where I'm just like, God damn it, Harry Winks. Hey, I knew yeah. you'd do that. I knew you'd do that. So that's the only reason. Other than that, um, that's why I picked Hugo. I just felt like Hugo did what Hugo does, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I think the, I think if you could... If you ask me to describe Harry Winks's performance in one in one word, I think I would say havoc. Just like causing havoc in the midfield, yeah, yeah. disrupting disrupting play when he needed to, um, staying organized along with the rest of the midfield when they needed to as well. You mentioned a. There were, short, there were short periods um, throughout the match where Liverpool really, really dominated the game. And they, you could tell they really had a lot of control. Mm-hmm. And I think being, staying organized in that midfield and, the, and with the back line was was crucial to being able to not concede more goals against You know, just the caliber that, that Liverpool will bring week in and week out, um, especially in the Premier League these days. If Harry Winks and Deli don't put in the shifts that they did today, I think we lose maybe four two. If we if the chances you know stayed the same for us, or I guess the result of the chances stayed the same for us, yeah. I think it could have been like three or four two, in, in favor of Liverpool. But I I think that's that's how much of a difference they both made. For me, with Harry Winks, like I mentioned, I just think of havoc. He was creating havoc in that midfield. He was disrupting play for Liverpool. He was he was diving into tackles. He was making things happen. You mentioned his forward thinking and his forward passes. I, th- I agree with you, man. I thought they were excellent today. And like I mentioned before, the only th- the only issue I had with his performance was just giving balls away in dangerous areas. Once he cuts that out, most at least most of it from his game, it's, it's just going to be night and day but between his old performances and his typical performances and what we've been seeing from him lately. So for me, like you mentioned, a lot of positives, I'm not going to complain whatsoever because of what we've seen from him. And I thought, like, like you mentioned also, Jacob, he had, it looked like he had something to prove and we've seen it time and time again, especially in the conference league matches, players like Harry Winks, players like deli alley players like even Endom Thickcock, having their, having their chances to impress Antonio Conte and really make a case for them to challenge for a starting 11 spot. We haven't really seen that so far um, early on in the season, but, You put in shifts like this against teams like Liverpool, you have to be in a debate for a starting 11 spot moving forward. And I know that Hoybeer and Skip were unfortunate to miss out because I'm sure it wasn't in their control. But moving forward, when I'm looking at who I think could be challenging to be inserted in that 11, I think Conte likes Skip and Hoybeer too much to drop either of them. But I think if you're going to drop one and bring one in from this match, a midfielder, that is, I think you look at, I mean, we've we've talked about it before. If you're going to drop one of Hoybeer and Skip, who will it be? And I think we've both kind of been on that same wavelength where it's, I think I got to drop Hoybeer, unfortunately. If we're putting someone in that 11 and taking out Hoybeer, I think I'm, I think I'm going to pick Deli Alley right now just because of the performance that he had, because he didn't give as many opportunities away in dangerous areas than Harry Winks did. But I think it could make a case for either one of them to be in a starting 11 position moving forward. But like I mentioned, I think, I think Conte likes Hoybeer too much to drop him, unfortunately, but, but yeah, man, a lot of good performances today that, that we were able to see and, God, it's just nice to have Tottenham back, man. I'm, I'm sure you, I know you agree with me, but it was just so nice to be able to wake up and actually have a football match to look forward to. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like we mentioned, the last match we played was December 5th. We hadn't played in three matches in all competitions, Europa League and Premier League um, competitions combined. It's been three matches, man, of no Tottenham Hotspur in my life. I'm just glad that they're back.
1: I can't overstate how much it meant just to have them back on because, yeah. I mean, I was waking up two hours before the match started checking to see if I should just go back to sleep or what I should do. Um, it's great to have that to look forward to. I mean, I he, even my wife earlier this week was just like, what's wrong with you? Is it because Tottenham Hotspur is not playing? Are you serious? And I say, yeah, it's, it's serious. It's like living in a place where there's not much sun you know what i mean you need your you need your dose and unfortunately i'm addicted i'm addicted to tottenham hotspur and i love it and i wouldn't change any of it so for me i'm just so thankful i mean honestly i woke up and when the game went ahead i was like well i'm preparing for like a 3-1 loss that's kind of where i was at and the fact that we got a 2-2 draw big up the fucking lads
0: big up the fucking lads indeed Um, real quick before we move forward to the looking at the next match for Tottenham um, VAR controversies, man. I know there was plenty of them throughout the game. I think there were decisions that went in the, in favor of both, both sides at points. Um, But yeah, man, let's, let's dive into it for a little bit before we move on um, to what, what lies ahead for Tottenham in the near future. Um, Obviously we had, I think three big controversies throughout the match. There was, the Harry Kane challenge that ended up being a yellow card on Andrew Robertson dove in a little bit late into that challenge um had one foot up almost took out Robertson's leg to be fair if he didn't if he didn't jump I think it could have been a lot worse got away with the yellow card a lot of people especially Liverpool fans will say that it should have been a red me personally it's I think it was hard to tell I think because he went in and I think there was still a slight chance that he could have won the ball or won something from that, um, I guess that tackle. I think for me, I think the yellow card, I, I would lean more towards the yellow card decision than a red card, but I could definitely see why Liverpool fans were were pushing and, and complaining for a red card. Um, I don't know what your thoughts were on that uh, uh, on that specific review.
1: I'm going to put it to you bluntly, simply, and very very easily, fuck them. I agree with the ref. It was a tough game. There were nicky nacky tacky fouls going on all throughout that game. Motherfuckers sliding around. So for me, fuck them, fuck them, bro. If it went if it went the other way, now if you're asking me as like a non biased person, you're asking my opinion. I say, shit sucks to suck, bro. Yep, that's my opinion. But I th-
0: we've seen so many of those decisions go not in our way. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that now like, that finally. it, that when it did, when it did go our way, I'm like, dude, I I could care less and because
1: here, any other day, like- a,
0: a, any other day that that's, that might be a red, you know what I mean? For as far as Tottenham goes, like the, those are some of the, the, the decisions that usually never go our way. So for, for him not to be sent off, I think I kind of had the same reaction too, man. Like deep down, I was just like, sucks to fucking suck
1: and i kind of felt the same way about uh the reviewed red card that their player got against us i kind of felt like i mean it was a dangerous tackle and typically we don't get those chance typically those things happen and i'm like what the fuck no one's gonna do nothing about that what the fuck's going on like this is madness and just kind of the same old story, right? Oh, the ref didn't call this in this minute, and this affected the game that way. And it just kind of felt like that could have happened. But, man, we were on the – if there's a team that gets worse VAR calls than us or equal to, it would be Liverpool. They they do get some shitty VAR calls. And um, to see Jurgen, like, complaining and crying about it and moaning after game in his post-game comments. Injected. Uh, it, bring it baby you won the league i don't feel bad mm-hmm. you have a great squad he, the one of the first things you said was oh well they were very rested and we were just coming off of a game it's like so so you got Muhammad salah a guy that people were wanting to see win the bal- 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 balloon dior whatever the fuck is called and so for me like you got a game changer you got a bunch of different pieces you got your best goalkeeper like I mean, we're missing players. Kind of the same thing we were talking about earlier. Mm. It's just like, I ain't trying to hear it, bro. <laughs> and if anything, it's funny. It's funny to me because, like you said, we've been in the, the opposite position too many times. And uh just feels good to be on this side of the fence.
0: Yeah, there was another uh, VAR decision that went our way, which uh, was the Diogo Jota pen or no pen decision and debate that was going on. He went down in the box. Could it have been a pen? I think so. Was it a pen? No, we move. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the same thing with the first one. I don't give a fuck. See you. And, and, we'll be seeing and, you.
1: And also, I mean, think about it. Their second goal came off of something that our players were, were fighting for saying that, Hey, we should have gotten get VAR to take a look at it. And then it also happened again with Winksy, I think right there on the edge of the box. And VAR checks those things. Yep. And if they see something that they're like, okay, this don't make no sense, then they're gonna do something about it. So to me, Diego Jota, they you know, I heard Jurgen saying that uh he the ref told him that he felt Diogo Diogo was uh g- like going to for the contact and just let it happen. I mean when you watch it real time, it's really hard to make that call. Yeah, um, but again, I'm it's one of those. How many times have I seen one of our guys go down in a box and I feel like, hey, VAR should review it? I mean, and he's there on the pitch. Who knows how great his view is of that far away, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, the ref's right there. The ref's going to – and we got video review. So, like, they're going to get it right, hopefully. If they're not like, you know, Manchester City, your men men United, those guys will get whatever they want. But, yeah, man, it's just great to get it going our way. It felt, felt real nice.
0: Yeah, man. And the, the last VAR decision that was somewhat controversial, in my opinion, I don't think it really was, was in the 77th minute where Andy Robertson just, it looked like he just took a, a big old whack at Emerson Royale's left leg um, with his strong foot, no less. Um, went absolutely through him. I thought it was cynical as fuck. I was actually really pissed off because I thought he could have broken Emerson Royale's leg. I thought it was that bad. Um, so he basically, Andy Robertson swung through Emerson Royals, um, left leg, like we mentioned, he ended up, um, getting a red card after VAR, after the VAR check was complete. Um, and that, that was about it though. Um, as far as VAR, um, reviews go. So there were, uh, calls in favor of both teams. You could, you could make an argument too that. Mohamed Salah had a handball, um, leading up to that Andy Robertson, uh, go ahead goal as well. But like you mentioned, man, fuck them. And we move on and we do move on. Next matchup for Tottenham Hotspur um, in their hectic, busy schedule in this festive season is actually the Carabao Cup quarterfinal against none other than the scum West Ham United on Wednesday, December twenty second. That will be in uh, in three days' time. Obviously, a lot to play for in this match. I think this is a cup competition that Tottenham can certainly uh, can certainly challenge for, nonetheless. Um, and there are also talks we will mention. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it right now. Um, there are there are talks right now of amongst Premier League clubs to possibly delay um, the whole next set of Premier League fixtures, which will be next Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Tottenham have Crystal Palace at home at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So again, keep an eye out on social media. We'll update you guys when we can, but there are talks right now to possibly delay the next round of fixtures in the Premier League. But yeah, man, Carabao Cup match on Wednesday next up for Tottenham Hotspur. Obviously, a lot of positives to build upon on the Liverpool match. It's going to be a hell of a it's going to be a hell of a game, man. It's going to be a London derby. Obviously, there's going to be a lot to play for. And like I mentioned, in my opinion, I think it's a cup competition that Tottenham certainly can win.
1: It definitely is, especially if you look at the the top clubs that I think would challenge us or scare me at least on the sheet. Um, I think they're going to have their eyes set on bigger competitions, especially with all these games starting to pile up. I think their eyes are going to be set on bigger fish and leave a little bit of littler fish for us. And isn't that just great? So for me, uh, West ham splammers, West ham hammers, West glam glammers, whatever you want to call them. Fuck them. I never want them to win never against us um the most painful memory in recent history was under jose Mourinho, and they came back from we were up 3-0 and they came back and tied it, it an absolute cock rocket at the end there so for me i hope nothing but bad for this this club and their results um so it's a big big game man it's a, it's a london derby and um i always want to win every i think you know this i want to win every trophy that we can win that's just how i feel uh, the only trophy I will be okay with not winning this year is the Premier League title, just because I feel like it's not attainable. While uh-huh. top four may still be and still up for debate, um, but for me, this is a this is a this is a big time win. We need it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if we if we get a result in this competition against a, a team like West Ham in the form that they've been so far. This season in the Premier League, I'll definitely take it, man. They're uh, they're definitely a formidable opponent this season. They've definitely improved a lot under David Moyes, um, but to be fair, so have we under Conte. And like you mentioned, I'm expecting to go out there and try to win every match that we play, and I'm expecting the the players to give their all for the badge. Any final thoughts, my friend?
1: I love young men, son. Also, um, I don't know if they ever happen to listen to this, but there's uh, on. Tottenham Hotspur's Twitch channel there's a guy named Matt and a guy named Rebecca they had a 24 hour live stream for charity it was pretty cool I tuned in as much as I could uh just kind of chat in the chat there's a whole community there in the chat someone even bought uh us because it's United Spurs of America that's the account I was using on Twitter uh Twitch excuse me and um this guy gave us a one one month sub as a gift just because we're Chatting it up, and we actually won some stuff. We were chatting it up with them. They were talking about us, asking where we're from, and it was just a good time. So if you if you two happen to be out there listening, or or uh, anyone from the Twitch Twitch chat family of Tottenham Hotspur, big shout out to you guys. It's been a lot of fun. We'll try to keep that thing going because it, it's a lot of. I mean, honestly, I, I know I'm not. I'm pretty old, and so this Twitch thing is like not my whole realm of understanding because I'm a little mm-hmm. bit older. But, man, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to get in there bullshitting with people and, and talking. And they had a whole 24-hour li- uh, live stream with these two folk. And, man, big ups to them. That was that was a hell of a marathon.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And hopefully we have lots of positives to talk about the next time we do record a podcast after the, uh, the West Ham United match in the Carabao Cup, like we mentioned. Um, but, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. Um, we do have a Tottenham away live stream this week on Tuesday. That will be at twelve thirty Mountain Time, um, two thirty Eastern Standard Time. If you're in the U.S. and if you're in the U.K., that will be seven thirty PM um, your time as well. So please, please go check us out on there. Yeah, like yeah. I mentioned, this Tuesday on Tottenham Away's YouTube and Facebook pages. We'll be there. We'll be talking with the fans as we always do. Um, if you're coming from that live stream and listening to this podcast, appreciate all the support on both of those channels. And uh, I know it's something that we look forward to every week, so please stay tuned on there. We will be live on, like we mentioned, on Tottenham Oasis oh, YouTube channel on Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah, man, it'll be fun. It'll that's be, fun. be fun. We're episode. excited.
1: Hey, Because we we're all pretty much in the same boat last week. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Um, previewing a game that we didn't end up playing, but we have a game to talk about it's it's going to be a good stream so again we yeah we did move those streams off from friday so if you did if you were used to tuning in on fridays we did move those to tuesdays works a little bit better for everyone hopefully we can bring you a better show but yeah man big shout out and up to anyone who listens to this who's been listening to us Um, shout out all our listeners wherever you are however you're tuning in connect with us engage with us we're on twitter all the time shoot us a dm you want to collab let's collab I've been just kind of engaging with a lot of people out there and man Spurs community is pretty thick and it's pretty full. And I love these guys.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, YouTube and Twitter. Like Jacob mentioned, we'll be there. We'll be there interacting with fans. Um, and like Jacob also mentioned, we've been loving all the support from the Spurs community lately. Thank you guys so much. But until then, for Jacob, I'm Michael. Again, another positive performance today from Tottenham Hotspur. A lot of positives to talk about on Tuesday as well on the live stream. I uh, will see you then. And until then, up the lads and Jacob. Come on, you Spurs. Coise, 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 coise. See you next time. Have a good one.